0: Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Today's guest is Jordan Humphrey, who was just newly elected to the Champagne County Board District 5. Jordan, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's great to be back. I think the last time we talked, I had just started kicking off my campaign and here we are
0: it is and congratulations i'm very excited that you're on the board we will get into the county board in a second but first let's talk about how you're doing you had covid 19 how did you get it and tell us what you went through
1: we're still not really sure how i got it it was really a rapid escalation of events i just spent a little bit of time babysitting my nieces and then i spent a little bit of time with my parents and that was it my parents were suspicious of some symptoms got the test on like a sunday Monday they were feeling worse and then their positive results got back Tuesday and by Wednesday I was feeling off. And the worst part was I had COVID during the worst possible time, those the two weeks leading up to the election. And normally, you know me, I'd be running on caffeine and adrenaline, making thousands of calls and generally being a menace. But my throat was so raw, I couldn't even make more than a few calls. So I was really out of commission at the worst time.
0: Did you have the typical symptoms, like you lost your sense of smell and taste, you had fever, chills, all of that?
1: Oh, yeah. It hit me like, it was kind of like the flu, but like I couldn't taste anything, and I kept having this rigors where I would like start shivering and it hurt. There was only really one point where I was like, oh, I might need to go to the hospital, and it really was just a panic attack over having one of those rigor attacks. Nighttime was always worse, it seemed like I would be okay during the day, and then at night I. don't really think i slept for the whole week really because it was just so bad
0: and you're better you feel fine now
1: yeah except for some some lingering throat issues i feel pretty much recovered i had the real symptoms for about two weeks and then i had a lingering cough for about another three weeks i consider myself pretty lucky and, and i feel pretty good now
0: okay good starting next month you're moving from residential to be an employment counselor what exactly does that mean
1: it's definitely going to be a learning curve for me. For the most part, for the past two years, I've spent it just kind of in a group home setting, working with people with developmental disabilities. Next year, I'll be transitioning more towards working on those individuals' efforts to be employed and, and to find meaningful employment in the community and things like that. I started off wanting to, to work at a nonprofit in this community. And I found that the work I'm doing now and working with the people I'm working with now has been really influential in my political identity, especially for this election.
0: You just bridged us to politics. What or who made you decide to run for county board?
1: I've always been very frustrated by the lack of forward momentum in our local government. Things like addiction and community violence have not really improved in my 30 years of life. Right as 2018 was wrapping up, I was Trying to do a private search for someone to run in 2020 after Leah Taylor had been successful. And every time I talked to someone, they would turn me down and instead say, Well, why don't you run? And I think at some point it finally just clicked that I needed to stop trying to fight other people's battles and start trying to fight for my own community.
0: Congratulations on running a very positive campaign. You beat an incumbent in a pretty red area who has his name plastered all over town with his business name. Were you surprised to win or were you pretty confident all along?
1: Well, those last two weeks, I really kind of took an emotional hit and I thought, oh my, I'm going to lose it. I'm out of commission. But for the most part, I went into this race knowing that winning was always possible, that a good candidate with enough hustle and enough work could win. The district has been trending very democratic lately, and we saw that in 2018. I went to it knowing that there was a very limited supply of oxygen in the air for down ballot candidates. So I really worked to develop strong relationships with the entire slate. So when it came time to to share volunteers and share efforts, I didn't have to fight over those resources. Uh, We had a dozen candidates that were coming in and out of my district, each reaching out to voters and each pushing a vote the whole ballot message And I think that strategy really came through.
0: Your county board chair is now Kyle Patterson. Can you walk us through how that happened and how thrilled is the Democratic caucus for that nomination?
1: This has been actually a long time coming. In 2018, Kyle ran and had the majority support of the caucus. But there was a small faction of the party that betrayed us and joined the Republicans to instead seat Geraldo Rosales. Uh, The members of that faction, including Geraldo himself, lost their primaries this year. I think we're all pretty excited to move forward. Kyle has been preparing for this for some time, and I think people are going to be pretty amazed what can happen when you have a very motivated progressive in charge.
0: Let's talk about Mike Ingram. That's going to be a huge loss to the county board, a big gain to the county as recorder of deeds, but now Mike is going to be replaced by Cameron Rabb. What's the process for doing that? Did Cameron apply? Did people campaign for him to do this? How does that happen?
1: He did have to apply, and the party has been super open to new applicants, but in the end, he was the one that stepped up. Cameron is someone who has been very deeply involved in the local party. He did a lot of work for the Elizabeth Warren campaign locally, and folks have been pushing him and pushing him to run for some time. It's going to be interesting seeing him seated. He does kind of have that Mike Ingram flair. He does not hold back what he's thinking, and he definitely has a streak for sarcasm. So we'll see what kind of dynamic that brings to the board.
0: One of the people that lost was heartbreaking for a lot of us because we all love Kelly Lee Mansfield. What makes her such an excellent candidate for the county board?
1: I absolutely love Kelly. She's always been my little partner in crime since I've gotten back. Of all the people running this year, of everybody on on the ballot, she was the least arrogant, the least self-serving candidate. And that definitely includes myself. She ran because she cares about this community, not because she thought she could benefit from it. I can't remember a single Saturday in 2019 or a single weekend this year where she wasn't engaging the community about this cause or that cause. To me, she's just kind of this honest, true blue people's activist, and she came extremely close to flipping her seat. And I really think her work in District 4 is going to deserve an encore performance.
0: Speaking of partners in crime, Leah Taylor is now your co-seat in District 5. What have you learned from Leah in running and what advice has she given you moving forward?
1: It always seems like there's always a new fish to fry. There's always some new battle. We could hold 22 seats and there's still going to be problems. We're still going to have to face financial challenges. We're still going to have to face the repercussions of COVID-19. And in talking to Leah Taylor, she takes on this new leadership role very well. She's already dove into it and really put her heart into it. But there is no now-it-gets-easy line that we're going to get across. We aren't going to get a honeymoon year in 2021. We're not going to get a trial period. We're going to have to jump right into this and face things heads on. And I'm looking forward to working with her and working with the rest of the caucus. I think it's a good group that we're going to be able to accomplish, hopefully, a lot.
0: Tatiana Ammons won her county board seat, but now she's running for Urbana City Clerk. If she wins that, she'll obviously have to step down off the county board. Will then your caucus place somebody new that will have to apply, kind of like Cameron did as
1: well? It won't be necessarily the Democratic caucus as a whole. It will first be the precinct committee person, the persons in her district, and then it will come to the county board chair. And 99 times out of 100, that should be the case where the person that the precinct committee people chose is going to get seated. We saw some little bit of precedent breaking in the past, but I, I don't think Kyle Patterson is going to break from that tradition.
0: I don't smoke pot, but I think it's great that we are reaping the benefits from the taxes and you do you is my attitude. I forget that Talona is part of the county. Why would they vote down? recreational cannabis sales when it is obviously a
1: boon to taxes. Ultimately, I think it just came down to a major conservative value call. I don't think anyone from Tolono is shy about driving 15 minutes to go shopping in Champaign-Urbana. And ultimately, they can make decisions on the types of businesses they want to operate in their town. But Tolono has legalized cannabis just like the rest of us. The only thing that happened here is that they probably turned down an opportunity for some additional tax revenue because they wanted to prove their values.
0: Got it. We always come back to values, don't we, from conservatives. I will bite my tongue on that one. But before we focus on the spring primaries, what are some of the issues that you hope to tackle and that you know are forthcoming on the county board?
1: Right out of the gate, we're going to see a quick push to remove the recorder position because that's what Mike Ingram ran on and won on and hopefully have that on the ballot for next year. We're going to be plagued with problems from the power imbalance inherent in having a county executive, and that's going to be our our work to figure that out. We're also going to have to have the rare opportunity to decide what to do with the cannabis tax revenue that we're going to be seeing. And I think the emphasis that we're going to be going for is definitely using it for social justice and economic justice kind of causes, putting it back into the vulnerable parts of our community. We also have to pick up the pace on some of the facility problems that we've had closing the downtown jail and refitting the satellite jail. My sincere hope is that with this strong progressive majority, we will be emphasizing program spaces and reforms instead of adding cells to our local incarceration system. Ultimately, COVID's going to be a pain in the neck, but all things will pass. We'll have a vaccine out hopefully very shortly, and I think we're going to try and bounce back as quickly as we can.
0: As I look ahead, I realize I have no idea who's running for what in the spring primary. Are we all going to need just a little break here, and then we're going to hit the
1: ground running? Well, unfortunately for the candidates running, they aren't going to get a break. My advice has always been you got to get started early. I generally try and handle municipal off-year elections with a 10-foot pole. The the placement of that year and and the nonpartisan elections in Champaign especially make for some really difficult dynamics. I will say that a lot of the focus is going to be on city council elections in Urbana and Champaign. Urbana has primaries, and they ultimately end up playing as results for the general, whereas Champaign has these nonpartisan elections. So if a voter is wanting to support one party over the other, they're going to have to make that distinction prior to heading to the ballot box. There are quite a few first-time candidates running, and so the best advice I can give is hustle, reach out to voters and build relationships as quickly as you can, because... Those elections are going to come up really quick.
0: At this point, are Democratic leaders like yourself staying away from endorsing any particular candidates in the primaries as to not to fracture the Democratic Party?
1: I wouldn't say that there's a rule going forward. I do know I personally am trying to stay out of it as much as possible, although I certainly have preferences and people that I'm cheering on. I mean, it's always this case with primaries where we may have some people that support one candidate over the other, but ultimately our resources have to go towards the general election once those primaries are over. So I don't think you'll see any huge heavy hits saying, you know, you should only vote for this candidate, but you'll definitely see people trying to work hard to make their goals happen.
0: I have to ask, before I let you go, I always have to ask. You posted pictures of you and a cat in a hotel room a couple of months ago. What was the deal with that?
1: My partner, Amy, has been living for a year. She's a biochemist, and she lived for a year in Philadelphia. Thankfully, she's been super isolated there, but it's been rough on her, so she had her cat with her. And she's transitioning back to Illinois this month, and the idea of going on a plane was really not good. So we decided I drove with her and this cat, all the way from Philadelphia to Illinois. So you can imagine we had to stop and and the cat decided that it was really fun to be involved in the particular motel that we stayed at.
0: I'm excited for you for this next chapter in your life, having Amy back here, having you on the county board. You've got a lot going on. I hope that you're excited and not overwhelmed. Is that how you would describe it?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I have a very good feeling about... 2021, I think the last two months alone have been a a marked improvement in our lives. And hopefully going forward, we're going to rebound from the tragedy that has been this year.
0: Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Jordan Humphrey, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you for having me.